Honest, uninhibited, and edgy conversation about that topic that men and women think about several times every day. This is Denitza After Dark, iHub Radio's sensual, frisky, and transformational forum for all things love, sex, and relationships. Live from Palm Springs, here's Denitza. Hi, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for another uh, wonderful night here at Danitz After Dark. And uh, I'm here with my producer, Alexandra. How are you doing, Alexandra? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. How was your Thanksgiving? Interesting. Sexually, really? sexually interesting? <laughs> you know, you always go there. Of course you do. It's my job. It, it wasn't. It, you know, it, it, it is was, the show, Alex. It is, it is the show. It is, it is the show. It was uh, relationship interesting. Really? Relationship really? interesting, yes. Sure. I met some amazing people. Um, I was not with my partner for Thanksgiving, but I was with some amazing friends, some new friends, and um, met these amazing, amazing people. I met a couple, uh, you know, it was like longevity of a night. I met a couple that had been together for 52 years, uh, going to be 53 in January, I think they said. That's impressive. It was. It was really impressive. And then met another couple that was together for, I think it was like 26 years. And then another couple that was together for nine, and they were the youngins. <laughs> they were the youngins. Wow, the spring chickens of the group. Yeah. So it was like, a, that's what I mean. It was a relationship interesting night. Picked their brains a little bit and, and uh, got some really good information. Did you ask them what was their, their secret to the longevity? I did, and I also noticed something that was really fascinating was the body language. They, all three couples leaned into each other. It was really fascinating. Mm. They, it was how nice is that? Yeah, and, and it wasn't just what they said. Uh, you know, they all had their own little uh, um, jokes about each other. The 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 female couple um, uh, that that had been together for fifty two years, uh, they joked at each other and they looked at each other and they said, "You have to be a little slutty." Really? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm assuming it was a, a lesbian couple. It was. It was. And they were super sweet. Super sweet. Um, and, and they uh, had to be a little slutty. It's a little, little naughty. I know. Isn't that f- it was so cute? It was adorable. It was just so adorable. And I loved that answer. But but like I said, that all three of them just leaned into each other. It was so sweet. It was just so sweet the way they, they interacted with each other. So and, and, and the other couple, you know, gave the the answer of you got to have humor in everything. Right. You have to laugh with each other. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think that's a major component. And I also think that's one of the components that makes everybody feel really sexy. I mean, uh, I, I think you have to be able to laugh with your partner and you have to not only laugh with your partner, your significant other, your husband, your wife, but you have to also be able to laugh at yourself so mm-hmm. they can feel comfortable enough to laugh with you. Not because to we all seriously, right? What? You know, take mm. the take the edge off, not take everything so personally, including yourself, and be able to to sit, to to laugh over the most ridiculous things. Mm. Because you're not going to always have somebody who has the same type of sense of humor, but you want to be able to have someone in your life that can appreciate your sense of humor, whether it be dry or a little slow, <laughs> or <laughs> like they get the joke like five minutes later, like oh my god. I finally get it. Yeah, I've been known to do that. Oh, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's so funny. And it's everybody's moved on from the conversation. Would you recommend having a sense of humor in bed? I think that's important. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Would you like to hear a story? Okay. Okay. Let me yes. tell you a story about sense Lay of humor in bed. Okay. So, um, 
you know, sometimes you go out to dinner and you have a, a, this is not a personal story. This is a client-based story. So I just want to clarify that. So we're going to, we're going to call it that. We're going to call, okay, we can call it that. Okay. (laughs) Jeremy and my sense of humor. But so, um, had a planned a nice, uh, nice evening. A couple of couples got together and everything was fine. And the husband had overeaten Mm. and, um, had an upset stomach and so the wife was like oh you know I thought we were going to be intimate tonight I thought everything was going to be great and all of a sudden he goes into the restroom and he's not feeling too good and he's like okay I can still you know I can still perform I can still do this this is still going to happen and he's all excited and in the middle of making love he passes gas oh god like really? oh god, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Like really, really loud. Yes, this really happened. My female client made an appointment, was completely devastated. Oh, my God. Did not want to be intimate. Like it was like a blockage. Like she couldn't she couldn't get over it. She just could not get over it. What do you recommend to someone? I mean, we all are going to be gassy at one time or another. It happens. Gas happens it's there's there's nothing no way to get around it mm. and the the problem was he took it really lightly he's like oh my god i'm really sorry i'm embarrassed and he laughed about it and she thought his laughter was she misinterpreted as in as being mocking insensitive or, and mocking yeah. being insensitive and that's not where he was going with it oh my god so it took quite a few sessions with <laughs> me to finally say okay has this ever happened to you has this ever happened to you and um you know it happens a l- more than you would people would admit i mean as yeah. a couple you would admit it to each other or laugh about it uh with each other i mean people are going to have bodily functions happening all the time so you, so have you to, just laugh and carry on well um is I that what you recommend <laughs> well, I don't really doctor <laughs> what is your clinical <laughs> recommendation of for doing this well um maybe you laugh a little bit maybe wait a couple of minutes and laugh about it and then maybe carry on from there or maybe it's a mood breaker and you just have to say okay you know we talked it up your stomach hurts or something's wrong with you medically and we'll just We'll watch a movie. We'll we'll watch a movie. We'll readjourn for a later time. (laughs) But you don't take it completely off the table because these things are going to happen. Hmm. Bodily functions are going to happen. Okay. Um, There there have been times when people are really, really sick. Hmm. And one one person in in the pair will be like, I still want to be intimate. And the person's really, really sick and they're coughing. That's very insensitive. To who? Which the person who really wants the sex, or the person who, or the person who's the person sick. who's sick, to be asked to perform <laughs> while they're ill. Okay, but what if you think? Not that I've been there. Okay. Of course not. We're talking about one of your clients. <laughs> one of my clients. Yeah. But what if you think? Oh well, the sex will make her, him or her feel better. You know, they'll rest better. <laughs> <laughs> They'll sleep better. <laughs> They'll sleep better after an orgasm. I mean, really? What, well, yeah, maybe the fever will go down. Who knows? Oh, my Maybe God. sex will work better than NyQuil. Oh, my Lord. Okay, or DayQuil or whatever you're doing. But you just never know. There's people who say, okay, I'm going to go run while I have a fever. I'm going to go run it off. You've heard that. I know you've heard yeah, that. I've heard okay. That, yes. So what's the difference between going and taking a quick run or going, I'm going to go to the gym and try to burn it off. Versus okay. being intimate. So, Dr. Borges <laughs> recommends to always be... Having, as, always, always. No matter what. Well, I mean, 
if you're like really really sick I guess you would say no but I don't know I just think why not I mean what if you're like okay like gagging and there's snot everywhere oh lord (laughs) oh my god you know just you know rub some you know, what was what is that traditional thing? You just rub some Bengay on your chest. And Vicks. Vicks, Vicks, right? Vicks. <laughs> Everybody knows the Vicks trick. Oh my lord! So I mean, why not? I, I mean, so what? you recommend trying? Why not? I don't know. Is that going to stick in your mind, and then is that person going to look lose some of their sex appeal? Well, aren't you supposed to be sexy no matter what? I don't. Th- I don't just think sexy is when you're dressed up to the nines. What is sexy? I think I think sexy comes in well. Okay, so funny you mentioned that. There are there's some non-sexual um, traits that certain women say. Okay, well you know what? What's what's sexy to a man that's non-sexual for a woman? And one of the number one things was the way she walks. Hmm. And I thought that was that was really telling because so a man finds the way a woman walks sexy, or I, the other way around. Uh, the way a woman walks sexy, yes. Yeah. The way, uh, what a man interprets. Okay. And there is, okay, there is a major reason why women wear high heels. It elongates their legs. You don't need that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm super tall. But, <laughs> <laughs> and you're super sure. But, <laughs> but, but men will find that extremely sexy. And that, there's a reason why there's mini skirts. Okay, there's a reason why there, uh, I mean, for a very, very long time, I know that when I was in high school, it was a really big deal to wear pantyhose. That was huge. But now nobody wears them. Mm-mm. I mean, they're so outdated, they're not even trendy anymore. I don't even think we'll ever go back to those. Thank God. Yeah, I know. It's awful, that whole crotch thing, and it kept sliding down. Can and you say crotch? No. Say crotch, no. Alex. No. My God, no. we all have one. <laughs> Men and women both have crotches. Mm-hmm. You do know that, right? <laughs> No. <laughs> it's a crotch for crying out loud. Don't grab your crotch. No. Don't grab your crotch Stop. when you're on the air, Alex. Okay, so anyway, so there's a reason why high heels make so much money. I mean, from the oh, the uh Christian Louboutin mm. to the Jimmy Choo's to to the what the Blotnik, isn't it? Molly Milano? Milano Blotnik. Blotnik. So I mean, these are multi-million dollar companies that Brilliant. are made. I mean, really, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they make, all they do is make high heels. And there's a reason for that. Oh, they're not just high heels. I mean, come on, let's be serious. They're not just high heels. They're amazing high heels. <laughs> <sighs> okay, they're amazing high heels that every woman should have that are expensive expensive as hell, but they elongate the legs. and they what and, and they're very sexy. Mm-hmm. They're very sexy. So the way a woman walks, the way she shapes her hips, you're going to walk really different in a pair of high heels versus a pair of flats. Yes. Hands down. Correct. Versus a pair of tennis shoes. So, and it takes practice for a woman to wear heels. Yes. I mean, you see, I mean, <laughs> the other day I saw a 20 year old really trying hard, really trying hard to wear those heels. And I remember walking around high school wearing high heels mm-hmm. because by the time I wanted to go to college, I knew I needed to rock those things. Okay, so it's <laughs> just personal. That was that was pre-clinical um, sexologist mode. Oh my god! But again, that that's really really important. Uh, you know, and another factor in what they're what we're finding sexy nowadays is the way 
a woman or a man looks at you. They're just not listening to you. They're actually making eye contact. They're actually caring about what you have to say, what you're willing to discuss. Being a good listener is sexy. Mm, I agree. The fact that the, the other person having confidence and passionate in whatever career choices is super, super sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not just what you're wearing in bed. It's just not your sexual performance. And, and if that other person can make you, like if, 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 if the person you're choosing to be intimate with and is, you're choosing to be a mate and that person is taking their time to make you a better person, hell, that is 80% of, I think of a relationship. That they want so much more for you, that they want better for you, that, that's priceless because not everybody's going to give you that type of, and that makes it more sexy. Yeah. I mean, hands down. Hmm. And, and not only is she living passionately or he is living passionately through you, but they're also wanting the best for you. And I also think the way that person shares and the way she loves you and he loves you. Shares what? Their car? <laughs> no, they share their crotch, Alex. <laughs> The where they the share their genitalia with you, their intimacy, their sex life with you. Because oh. not everybody should should have a piece of that. That ain't for free, baby. That ain't for free. Got it, Alex? Is there more to that list? Oh, there's plenty. We got many more, many more coming. Okay. We'll we'll uh, keep going down that list. Okay. Getting you in the mood. Denitza After Dark. It's unapologetic sensual talk on iHub Radio. Exploring intimacy. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges on iHub Radio. So glad to have all of you here with us this evening, especially after Thanksgiving, eating all that turkey. You know, Alex had her tall salad. (laughs) Well, we hope she had a tall salad. We don't really know that. Did you have a tall salad? You know, I didn't have a salad because for some reason, the salad is the one thing that I usually can have. And, and the party that I was at, they actually put bacon in the salad, which is, I've, I've never seen that before in my life. So I didn't even have salad. You had a salad with bacon in it. No, I didn't. That would I be didn't. called a wedge. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't eat wedge. bacon, so I had no salad. Wow. What did you eat? Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> wow, that was very sexy. Mashed <laughs> potatoes. Wow. So not only did you not have a very <laughs> very good turkey dinner, but you probably didn't get laid. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. All right. So let's go down this list. Let's, let's, do, let's get off of me and get on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Literally off of you. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just go with what my producer throws out there. Oh. Okay. So if we keep going down this list about what what is um sexy as fuck it says to men is that what it's it does it says sexy as fuck okay these are the you know the top nine things and 
One of them is also how she manages to find time to keep those closest to her. So this is a person who is probably a mom juggling kids and you know juggling um, events and, and, and juggling you know PTA so multitasking meetings. is sexy. Totally multitasking. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, you can you're making dinner for your kids. You're dropping them off at school. You're working full time. You're taking care of your husband, and you got to admit that's impressive. It is completely, completely impressive. It is. But one of the most sexiest things that they had here was how passionately she lives her life. Hmm. So say, for instance, you want to be with somebody who isn't 100% connected to you as a male or a female, depending on your preference. Hmm. But that also has their own life themselves. Because how nice is it to be able to go to a dinner party or go to an event and both of you can contribute to that conversation about your own personal life and your own personal loves and what you're doing in this world versus someone who just sits there quietly and says nothing and lets the dominant person in that relationship take over the whole entire evening. Yeah, you got to have your own interest. You got to bring something to the table. Right. And I think that's sexy. And hmm. I think majority of men find that sexy it, it's not good enough anymore to just be the quiet I think it's only men that find that sexy no women find that sexy too yeah i mean what, what's not to love about someone who is knowledgeable in their own mm. area and, and and can you know move that that uh that social event and, and tell a joke and have a sense of humor and bring stories in and can cook and, and can do all these things and have an amazing dinner party hmm. all in a nutshell. What's not sexy about that? I think they, uh, they don't necessarily have to be an expert at everything, but I no, think it's a it's, little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything is very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be able to hold your own. Mm-hmm. I also think what's really, what's really coming across for men right now in the sex appeal is the way their significant other listens to them Hmm. and I'm not saying hearing them I said genuinely listening to them Hmm. we can hear our other half talk and talk and talk and we'll say oh what what did you say how many times have we said that Hmm. what did you say yeah but genuinely listen and care about what they're saying Hmm. and take Hmm. a vested interest and contribute to the conversation it Hmm. may not have anything to do with you it may be their work day it may be their experience for the day it it may be absolutely nothing to do with you but the fact that they're listening or you're listening communication is huge in every single one of these relationships i bet you besides humor um the couple you met who spent 53 years together and the other who spent like nearly 20 something years 20 something years that listening and communication was a huge factor yeah, and they feed off of each other and they play off of each other and the confidence and the way that it rolled and escalated with each other, it was really interesting to see that that, you know, it started out, you know, one way and then the other one would feed on it and they would just grow and evolve and, and the confidence that they, they brought out of each other was really interesting. Really interesting. I think I think it's really important, especially now going into the holidays, especially Christmas and New Year's. It's a really telling time for the way your significant other loves you do they give you your space to grow do they give you um, opportunity to have these really amazing experiences Hmm. sometimes with and without them you got people being tugged in different directions regarding work related some people are traveling you have jobs that are pulling you in different directions where you can't be home with your loved ones and is it still okay are these experiences still holding true can you still feel that type of love even then when you're separated. I think it's huge. 
I think it's a major, major component that you stay true to the relationship. And how do you do that? It's hard. You've got to be completely vested. You have to be 100% vested in that relationship and say, things like be reassuring I'm coming home I love you I care about you Um, the text messaging the the talking the do you recommend sexting well what there is nothing wrong with sexting does that help the relationship I think so I even think like sex skyping what's not to love sex Sex. have you ever done sex skyping Okay, she's shaking her head because (laughs) obviously nobody can see you on this side. That would be a no for Alexandra. (laughs) Why does that not surprise me? Anyway, (laughs) we'll find out more about the way Alex sex skypes when we return. No, no. We won't be finding out more, Alex? No, no. Oh, so sorry to hear about that. But we will be learning more from you. Oh, yes. Sex skyping is very important. your WTF into a big O-M-G. This is Denitza After Dark on iHub Radio. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges. Again, thank you for staying with us and listening to this amazing, amazing segment. Uh, I'd like to um, invite you to call us at 760-554-8255. I'm sorry, um, that is at iHub Radio. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please feel free to reach out to us. Um, speaking of reaching out to us, um, Alexandra, I uh, had an email come across my desk this week, and uh, it was it was uh, from a gentleman who was talking about just starting a new relationship. I think he's been in the relationship now for about four or five months, hmm. and uh, must have been a good one because we usually dedicate a whole show to this. I know, know, I know, but right. th- this one I, I thought we needed to address just because of the holiday season coming up and um, so many stresses in regards to relationships. Hmm. And he's in this new relationship. He's madly in love with this um, this woman, and. Um, he's finding that she's a little bit more sexually insecure than he is mm-hmm. in um, the gist I got from the email without being too specific was um, he is more sexually advanced than she is. And so this is a relationship where he's obviously taking the lead and each time they're being intimate, um, she's beginning to be much more stifled. Hmm. and um, a little bit more reserved and I think she's finding it a little bit more inti- uh, she's finding it intimidating and sex should never be intimidating hmm. it should be um, um, a coming together of a, a wonderful experience with two people who really care about each other and uh, and and so I thought uh, this was a, a really good time to talk about playing and our, we usually talk about the playpen and we introduce toys or, you know, yeah. lingerie or things of that nature. <laughs> or some Uber Lube. Yeah, Uber Lube that you put on your crotch, oh Alexandra. <laughs> My God. I'm still waiting for the Uber driver to show up. I'm so wanting that. That could be an amazing Christmas present for Dr. Borges. Mm-hmm. Alexandra, please send an Uber driver for the Uber Lube to deliver something in regards to Uber Eats. It would just be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay, please do. 
that would be a wonderful Christmas okay. present underneath the tree. But <laughs> getting back to um, the, the email. email yes. um, so I thought the playpen doesn't only have to be about toys or um Lingerie. Or lingerie or an inadequate object. It can actually be about playing with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important component in in our relationship, especially sexually. Mm-hmm. I think we forget how to play with each other. You know, when we go into... Do you remember when you were a kid and someone knew how to play better than you did? Say no. for Oh my God! Yes, Alexandra, you were the best on the court. You were the Thank best you. on the yes. tennis court. Yes. You're the best runner. Oh my God! So no, boring. not the best runner. No. Okay, there you go. Let's take that. <laughs> so, there was somebody who could outrun you. Yes. Did you get so intimidated by that person? Yes. Okay. Well, you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to learn from that person and take whatever traits that they had and incorporate them into you into your routine i mean these professional athletes don't get to be all professional because they don't train well sex is about training too what oh my goodness yes that's why a lot of people aren't even having enough of it so they're like oh yeah i'm really good in bed well yeah but you haven't had sex in a year really how good in bed could you possibly be (laughs) i I mean right so you have to like keep it up you have to be doing it you have it's you know practice makes perfect and that's doesn't just go for learning how to play the piano or learning how to play an instrument or learning a sport it also means learning in bed okay that's interesting okay being sexual in bed and so when i say playpen i say you should learn to play with each other there isn't about you're better than me you're worse than me you've had more partners than me you haven't had enough partners you're more conservative you don't like lingerie you don't like blowjobs you don't like oral sex it should be about incorporating all your likes and dislikes being able to sit down and discuss them and say okay i may not feel that comfortable with it but i'm going to give it a go hmm. i'm I, i'm i'm not going to knock it before i try it I'm going to see if this is something I can incorporate because I really care about this person. I really Especially li- if the other person's taking the time to tell you. Right. And again, we go back to, again, one-on-one communication. And it also means communication in bed. So learning to play with your partner, learning to laugh with your partner in bed, learning to incorporate a toy or learning to incorporate something sexy. Like maybe you're eating strawberry, no, chocolate-covered strawberries in bed. How sexy is that? That's messy. Oh, that's messy. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the point. Okay, <laughs> taking out a freaking thing of, I mean, I know our listeners have done this. This is like whipped cream 101, not cool whip, whipped cream and just all over your person's body. <gasps> That's like a smorgasbord of sweets on your mate. Why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> Again, messy. <laughs> Um, hopefully it's in your mouth and not all over the sheets. That's the goal. There are certain body parts you want to put the whipped cream on. It shouldn't be messy at all. You're really not into the food thing. Okay, I got you. Anyway, but you can play with your partner. And you can... In, in a non-messy way. In a non... Obviously, without any food for you, Alexandra. Our listeners are probably going, no, get the whipped cream. No, get the chocolate of the No, pour the champagne all over him or her. Yes, that's amazing. They obviously don't have frette sheets. 
who cares about the sheets, Alexandra? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Scary. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, playing with your... Oh, my God. You just threw me for a whole loop. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. Your mate is going to starve to death in bed. <laughs> So, I hope I hope you feed them or them well. <laughs> anyway, all I am saying to you is that it's really, really important that you're playing. Whether it's food related, toys related, uh, caressing, massaging, role playing. Oils, um, role playing. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Now we're on to something. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we're pulling back the onion layers. We're pulling them back. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Right up your alley, Alexandra. Role playing. Maybe you, you let your other person be the dominant one. Maybe you let the other person, your other person be the more submissive one when they're usually not. Maybe, oh, how hot is it that the person who doesn't cook is all of a sudden in the kitchen making you a nice dinner? No, that's dangerous. Okay, yes, we don't want you cooking because you'd probably blow the kitchen up. But okay, I'm just saying. Or maybe maybe you, I don't know, the sexy maid outfit. There's a reason why the sexy maid outfit is one of the biggest outfits in Halloween. Why is that? Because it's sexy. You no. know, the whole fishnet stockings with the little duster and the cute little dress with the bustier. Okay, you don't. Okay, None of my pro- maids ever wore that. Oh, wow, you have a maid. Okay. <laughs> Wow, none of your maids ever wore that. No, they came in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Do not. <laughs> do not. That is not sexy. A sweatpants and sweatshirt is not sexy. Okay? There's a reason why there's a sexy little outfit. You know, maybe, you know, the doctor outfit, like the lab coat with nothing on underneath with the stethoscope. That's sexy as hell. Maybe you text message your other half and go ooh baby it made me for dinner at this place and you go in and you pretend you don't even know your other half and you who picks up the check then oh my god (laughs) we're not even to the check I just want you to pick him or her up at the bar okay so you both arrive separately you both arrive separately and then you see that person from across and you go over there and you flirt a little bit and you pretend you don't even know each other and it's sexy and it starts something new again what if like you've been in a relationship for a really long time does it matter no Hmm. you always need to spice it up a bit you need some spontaneity you need to do things that are out of the box you know maybe maybe your partner you know, likes to hike or likes to go to museums or likes to go wine tasting or likes to go to, you know, breweries to taste different beers, whatever their likes are. It may not be conducive to your likes, but why not try it? Mm. Why not do something special for them? The relationship shouldn't be about what's in it for you. It's what you're giving to it. Mm. What can you give to that relationship? And what does that show to your partner when you do that? It shows that you're vested. You're vested. You're listening. You care about what they want. You care about their needs. You care about everything about them. It's not just sexual. Mm. But a main component should be. We should be really, really driving that whole sex thing home all the time. Because why? Because that's our connection. That Mm -hmm. is when we feel the most vulnerable. That Mm. is when we're completely and utmost transparent. If you can't be transparent for the person you're being intimate with, Mm. whoa, that says a lot about your character. You have to be transparent. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be caring. You have to be in the moment. And guess what? It takes time to build that. It Mm. takes time. So intimacy 
once every six months isn't going to cut it. Intimacy once every four months isn't going to cut it. You've got to continuously be vested in the intimacy. It should be just like brushing your teeth. It needs to be done. It needs to be made happen. You you have kind of a responsibility to your other half to make sure that they are sexually pleased as well as you are. And it could be different. So it's a responsibility? I would say so. Hmm. I think you're responsible for your own sex life as well. It, it, if you're going to get into a relationship, you should know that that relationship is going to turn sexual. Hmm. And... What are you going to do about it? Wouldn't wouldn't right. you want to? Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want to be completely vulnerable in a relationship? Isn't that's that what scary? The, that's that's scary. You darn right. Relationships are scary, and they're crazy, and they're. I mean, you do things in the name of love that you would never do, right? And that's part of that whole adrenaline. That's part of stepping out of the box. That's part of stepping out of your comfort zone and growing as a person. So do you think the more risks you take in a relationship, the stronger the relationship is going to be? without a doubt. Really? Mm -hmm. I think the more risks you take, I think the more challenges you face as a couple, Hmm. uh, as a team, team team-based. It's you and your partner against the world. It's you and your mate. It's you and your husband. It's you and your wife. It's you against the world. And whatever challenges and whatever obstacles, they're just little hiccups in the road. And it's you against the problem, not you against each other. Hmm. And that's important. Just like, and, and, and where does that solidify? That solidifies in bed. That solidifies with a passionate kiss. That solidifies with public displays of affection. That solidifies with holding hands. That solidifies with listening and talking and being passionate and working towards a common goal. And that's, that's what's missing in so many relationships right now. You're, so many of us are fighting against each other when we should be fighting against the problem. Hmm. And, and we, what we end up doing is we fight against the problem and then guess what? We take sex off the table. Well, because this didn't get resolved or because we're fighting, we're taking sex off the table. Sex should never be taken off the table. Intimacy and closeness and, and, and becoming one with each other should never be taken off the table. It should actually be the common denominator to bounce you out of the monotony and to bounce you out of the hard times. It's part of the solution. It's not part of the problem. Wow, that takes some retraining. Yes, on many different levels. And that's why so many of my clients come to me, because they've let the problem get so out of hand that they've used sex as a form of punishment instead of it should be the other way around. It should, it's the solution. Can, it, can you turn it around? Yes, I believe every relationship can be turned around. You just got to want it bad enough. It's got to be two people wanting the same result. There you go. Getting your erotic on. Frank conversation that is 100% sex positive with Dr. Denitza Borges. She has no hangups, so feel free to jump in and get frisky. Call 760-544-8255.
That's 760-544-TALK. It's your kind of party line on iHub Radio's Denitza After Dark. You can also text the show, 760-699-0202. That's 760-699-0202 for texting. Now, here's Denitza. So, sorry to cut you off, Dr. Borges, but I have a question. Am I allowed to ask you a question? You may ask me okay. a question, yes. So, my question is, um, so you have your personal time and then you have your couple time whether you're dating someone whether you're in a relationship married going to be married what is the balance should there be a balance between your alone time your couple time should you have more alone time than couple time before you're married after you get married you lose that alone time Uh, how does that play into it and 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 I guess my my question and the goal is and how you answer that question is the goal and the end result would be to keep the relationship healthy, strong, and the long and long long living. Um, I, I, it's it's funny you you ask that question. Um, I think it the answer will really depend on the age group you're asking that question to. Mm. So, say for instance, someone in my age group, you would say, "Oh, you know, you you want to encompass your relationship and still have your own." Um, alone time but you want to really be vested in your relationship but if you ask um, like someone who my son's age a millennium who is uh, you know generation Y, Z, X, whatever YMGA, I've lost track yeah I've I've lost track of all those (laughs) alphabets Um, they're going to say that they need to be involved with a person who gives them much more free time Hmm. they need the more personal space and they're not willing to settle for someone who's being too clingy or too needy. They're so they, this generation doesn't equate someone clinging to you as loving them more. Right. So they're a little more independent. Very much so. Hmm. They do a lot more on their own. Wow. Uh, but but they, um, this generation here is also waiting to get married at a, at a later time. Okay. Where you know our generation was early twenties. Now mm-hmm. they're waiting till late twenties, early thirties. Um, a lot of this new generation doesn't want to have children. Mm-hmm. Where I know that my parents' generation, um, they ha- my grandparents had my grandmother had eleven kids. Mine, mine had sixteen. Okay. Ooh. I think it was, I th- it was a fourteen or something. I don't remember. Very busy woman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, different country too. So. <laughs> so I get that. So, um, so in that regard, it, but it, what's best? I mean, what is? I mean, I know you can't. It's it's a hard question because it's it depends on the age group, as you said. But again, the goal is the longevity of the relationship. So where do you strike the balance? I don't think you give up who you are when you're in a relationship. I think you have to incorporate it, but you don't you don't lose yourself because what ends up happening if you lose yourself in the relationship, you be you take over the other person's identity and their self worth, and you no longer play a major factor. And I find that when my clients come to me, where one person identifies their whole relationship based on the other they've lost themselves so much that they 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 really really struggle with the intimacy they struggle with insecurity they struggle with Mm -hmm. self-worth they have no outside hobbies they have very limited friends and usually the relationship begins to decline because the other person 
is now their only source of entertainment, their only source of the outside world. And that's a lot of pressure to put on the on one person. Right, and the conversation gets very boring. Extremely boring. Mm-hmm. And now there's no spontaneity, there's nothing new, the other person's not contributing. And you don't want your whole world to encom- to be the to encompass another person's. You want to be able to bring something to the table. Does that does that also fall in like if you have kids? Right. You start mm-hmm. to live just your kid's life and you give up. Well, that's why you see so many marriages failing. <clears throat> really? <clears throat> yes, excuse me. Um, I get clients who come into my office and it's a um, you know, wife with all the best of intentions, you know, has 2.5 kids, three or four kids, and they're running around to private schools and they're running around to soccer practice and basketball practice and ballet lessons and music lessons. And they're exhausted and mm. the whole world revolves around their children. So by the time they get home, they have no energy for intimacy. <clears throat> the last thing on their mind is feeling sexy and beautiful. So and what's your advice? <clears throat> um, honestly, put your marriage first. We can love our kids. They'll always be our children. We love them dearly. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, your children are going to go off and get married and have their own spouses and have their own lives. And you still want to be able to have your marriage intact. And we get so vested in our kids that we lose sight of the bigger picture. We lose the forest from the trees. We lose sight of of our marriage and what ends up happening is that person that we married that we were so in love with becomes somewhat of a stranger to us and now either you're having to put in a lot of work because relationships take work and you're going to be putting in a lot of work to salvage that marriage and to reconnect and be intimate again or you're going to lose that marriage Hmm. and and that's unfortunately that's the god honest truth the kids go to college and the marriage splits up. Right. And that's why you see that all the time. Hmm. They stay together for the kids. Can you rediscover your spouse? I think you can. I think it takes work. And I think it takes both of you wanting to rediscover. But do you find that it's more work than it needs to be? It had the person or had the persons put the effort in earlier. Oh, yes. I mean, there's so many telltelling signs. You should have a date night. You so sh- there are signs. Oh, yes. Hands hands down. Uh, when your spouse starts taking in extra hours, when um, you're going to bed and days become weeks and weeks become months and months become almost a year and you haven't been intimate. So and you're listen so, to the signs. You have to pay attention to the signs. They're all there. And do you think that one of the partners have to just has to take the lead and say, you know what, I'm, I'm noticing this is... Yes. This is we're in a rut or... So one person has you, to just You can't step live up. in a world of denial because one day you're going to get those divorce papers. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But if Do you, you think could, both people know? Yes. And I think both people know. But one of them has to speak up. But one has to speak you up. You advise speaking up. Oh, hands down. You have yeah. to. Uh, again, because if you don't, you're going to see the marriage slip away. And I'm not saying that every marriage ends up in a divorce. What I'm saying is it becomes a loveless marriage. So Mm -hmm. it's either you're a divorce or it's loveless. There's no intimacy. Your spouse doesn't want to touch you anymore. You don't feel sexy. And you're in a relationship of convenience and not a relationship based on what it's supposed to be of love and intimacy and closeness. And you don't want to ever lose that. That's important. That's huge. All right. Thank you. Well, (laughs) We got a whole bunch more coming. Oh, yes, we do. There's a lot more to learn on this segment.